You're listening to Work in Progress. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Work in Progress explores the rapidly changing workplace through conversations with innovators, educators, and decision-makers, people with solutions to today's workforce challenges. The state of Missouri recently launched a virtual career-focused program for high school students, one that offers them industry-recognized credentials for high-demand jobs in the state. Dr. Marty Leathers is the director of the Missouri Department of Higher Education and Workforce Development, and he's here to talk to me about Launch Missouri's Workforce. Marty, good to see you again. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I, I love talking to you and following what you're doing because I always feel like Missouri is really working to change the way workforce development is handled in a, on a state level and get people back to work. And last time we talked, we were talking about how you were offering free courses from Coursera Mm -hmm. to everybody who was unemployed. I'll get back to some, you know, where we're at on the state of unemployment and workforce development in a few minutes. But I do want people to know about Launch Missouri's workforce, because what I've read about it seems very, very exciting. So why don't you tell me in general, what is the program about? Well, we are very excited about the program as well. This is a program that allows any Missouri high school student who is a junior or senior who participates in virtual learning. So maybe they're homeschooled or maybe they do not have access to participate in more of a traditional physical learning environment. And so in Missouri, there's about 20,000 students who participate in these programs throughout the public school system. And all the public schools in Missouri have to provide a virtual learning option. So One area, though, that had been missing over the years was career and technical education programming. And so many will say, you know, how can you offer career and technical education? It's competency-based, it's hands-on learning. How could you do this virtually? Well, we see it as really the opposite of that. We see it as an opportunity to increase access for those that are interested in career and technical education fields, interested in exploring uh, industry-recognized credential opportunities that who otherwise would not have, you know, would have a barrier by simply not being in a physical classroom. And certainly this does not supplant hands-on, you know, in-person learning, but what it does is allows anything that can be done virtually can be now done ahead of time. And then you can conduct lab exercises or other workshops in addition to, to supplement the training. So we're really excited. We think this, you know, is uh, about 1600 students this year. We hope to serve as many as um, 3000 students um, in year two and forward. And these would be Missouri high school juniors and seniors interested in participating in career technical education. By the way, 65% of Missouri students are participating in at least one career technical education course while they're in high school. So it's very popular. We've done a really great job, I think, in Missouri to promote the value of career and technical education. And now this allows us to bring it to those who can't be in a physical classroom. So this is 11 industries that you're looking at. What are some of the industries and how did you decide these are the ones we're going to offer virtually? So we look across Missouri's industry clusters. And so we use economic development data. Uh, We know the industry sectors that are most prevalent in Missouri. Missouri is a pretty diverse state. We're a Midwestern state. We're right in the middle of the country. So transportation logistics is a big deal. Aerospace, you know, we have Boeing. We're a big defense contractor. Most of the Boeing defense planes are created right here in St. Louis. But we also look at healthcare. We look at uh, technology jobs, both you know on the IT side, but also across all sectors as now technology roles, whether it's cybersecurity or networking or managed services help desk, you know, those across all sectors. Education, 
What we want to be able to do is say, you know, these are the industry sectors that are prevalent in Missouri. And if you are going to live and work in Missouri, we want to make sure you have the tools and opportunities to be successful. And we now believe that this will help us be another arrow in our quiver to help empower and skill up Missouri youth. For example, Boeing, they're in the state. I remember we talked about that before, how big aerospace is. So manufacturing is there. So so if I was a student and I'm looking at this virtual course, what would I see? How long would it take? And how do I get that hands-on experience? One of four jobs in Missouri are actually uh, in manufacturing. So Missouri is still a very heavy manufacturing state. Um, we support auto sector, but primarily uh, aerospace and and not just with the OEMs. We have our tier two suppliers, a, a lot of high density of shops that are supporting, you know, all the components that go into our automobiles and our fighter jets and our commercial aircraft. But if I'm a student and I'm participating in one of these programs, maybe I'm interested in industrial maintenance. Well, there's a lot of things I can do up front. For instance, I can conduct the workplace safety coursework. Uh, and so I can receive my OSHA 10 uh, general industry certification. I can do that now virtually and by uh, participating in classroom activity that is, is provided online. Other things I can do is I can learn the shop math that I need to have or blueprints, drafting, design, all those things that I'm going to probably be using a computer in the classroom for anyway, I can now do at home. Now, if we're talking about hydraulics, pneumatics, or PLCs, and I actually have to sit down at a table and, and reconstruct a programmable logic control system, you know, it's hard to do that on a computer. However, what we have is we have simulated environments. We're able to use VR technology to simulate what that will look like so we can troubleshoot on the computer in the classroom. And then later, there will be a workshop set up where those students can then come to a community college classroom. They can go to a high school classroom and they actually sit down and say, now I'm going to do the things that I uh, you know, was doing online. What's also cool, if you think about a lot of our career technical education courses, Welding is another great example of we're using virtual welding machines to prepare students for welding. And it may be four or six weeks, even into the program before they're actually using a, a welding machine because they're going to do a lot virtually first. Well, all of this now can be done from home. All of this now can be done online using tools to help prepare that uh, student before they go into that live interaction. Yeah, I heard someone else saying the value of virtual learning, some of the VR is you can tell people ahead of time just how heavy maybe an engine's going to be if you're going to if you're going to be trying to work with it and you're not going to get you're going to have fewer injuries. That's absolutely right. It increases occupational safety. It helps you learn all the fundamentals of doing the work. Again, there's a lot of data, a lot of science behind how virtual learning those uh, simulations better prepare someone before they go for the first time with the hands-on aspects. You mentioned uh, then maybe there'd be a lab. So how long is this kind of pathway for someone? So this will follow a traditional career technical education certification uh, pathway, just as if you were in a in-person physical environment. So whether you are working on a, in Missouri, we have a career technical education certificate that you can receive as that's one of the pathways just like you'd have a college preparatory certificate um, if you're wanting to transfer from high school right into a community college or a four-year university. And so what we are able to also do is during the you know, semester, uh, you're taking a course, it's you know, the traditional 16 or 18 weeks from the high school calendar. Along that way, though, you're going to have some measurable skills gains. You're going to earn industry-recognized credentials. It takes the modules, it breaks them up. 
And so at the end of a semester, you may complete a course in industrial maintenance, but you may have one or two industry credentials in addition to having gone through that coursework. So, you know, it does follow a very standard curriculum that you would have in a, in a physical environment. You're just doing most of it virtually. So at the end, as you say, you could have multiple credentials. You've been working with the industries, the businesses in your state to kind of say, this is what we need. So what, again, tell me some of the other pathways. I think you had mentioned IT, but are there other industries, any green jobs, other industries that might be uh, affected? Absolutely. So, you know, if we're going to stay inside manufacturing for a minute, the green jobs you talk about are very important. Right. So if we are producing components that go into wind turbines, EV is, is certainly a big area that Missouri is looking to position itself in. So there's, you know, preparing for uh, those types of, of roles because, uh, you know, managing uh, electric vehicles is a little bit different than operating on, you know, some of our combustion engines. But outside of that, healthcare is a huge track. Law enforcement is another uh, track, uh, emergency services and public safety to uh, earn certification that then they can complement with kind of that live in-person activity. Other things, uh, uh, we're looking at teaching assistant um, and looking at child development associates. I mean, certainly childcare is a big issue everywhere. So if we can help individuals uh, prepare for, you know, maybe they want to be on a pathway to become a teacher, but along that journey, they want to be gaining experience as a teaching assistant or, you know, someone who's working in a childcare facility, then these credentials now will be available to help them along that pathway. Construction is another area. Now it's very hard to, to do some construction, but we will have some coursework in construction. We'll have a lot of uh, ag and then of course finance is another big sector in Missouri financial services. Those are all areas where we're saying these are curriculum exists and curriculum can be developed to uh, you know prepare students for careers in these areas. I think a lot of people don't realize just how much technology is being used in agriculture these days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the and some of that again you could learn online before you actually go out in the field. And I always love to use the example of drones being used to go out to the back forty to get you know pick up soil samples, bring them back to you, cut down the amount of time it takes for you to figure that out. What you need to do in that field. Missouri is the number three cattle state in the United States. Drones are a great way to go find cattle. Cattle are always you know especially in our harsh weather, whether it's really hot really holds our farmers are using drones to go out and locate uh, cattle to make sure they're safe and they're accounted for we also see survey crews now using drones so it really has changed the game in big ways is there a in the in terms of like demographics male female is it fairly evenly divided or are you getting more boys than girls coming into the uh, these classes you know we traditionally still have a lot of uh, males participating in the, uh, you know, what we, we'd call the, the dirty careers, right? Construction, welding, industrial maintenance, but we're seeing a lot of breakthrough, you know, in healthcare and technology um, across the board, regardless of gender. We look at equity and we say, we want an equal opportunity for all, right? And so how do we increase access, no matter who you are, uh, to participate? And, it, and that goes by not just your gender, but obviously it goes race, but it also goes where you live. You know, whether you're in an urban environment or a rural environment, whether you have access to broadband or don't, like all these are frankly equity issues. And so this hopefully balances that out and helps create equal opportunity for everyone. So this is for high school students. Do you have anything similar that can be offered to young adults or adults, some kind of programming that would help them get into these fields as well? So this is just the beginning. Um, certainly this will be the 
most comprehensive uh, approach so far, right, across uh, multiple sectors. We do have partnership with our community colleges, though, a, a number of current technical education coursework that's provided virtually. And then we provide a number of industry recognized credentials. I'll pick on technology because many are familiar with CompTIA, but in Missouri, we've made CompTIA certifications available for any Missourian who's interested in an A plus certification, which that's your, your help desk or your, your managed services. We have a uh, network plus for network administration. We have security plus for cybersecurity, data plus for data analysis, project plus for project management. And these are all things where you can earn industry credentials anywhere between, you know, six and 18 weeks, depending on the course and be frankly hired before you even start in most cases, before you complete in most cases. But um, so yes, we, we think this is the beginning to kind of build a trend where again, it's not meant to replace what we're doing now. But what we're doing now we know isn't enough and it isn't for everyone so how do we supplement and increase opportunity and access by making it more readily available through kind of this omni-channel multi-modality framework because traditionally how we deliver education is based on what's easiest for us as those that are delivering you know the education and the reality is it's all about consumption how do students and workers choose to consume and how do they prefer to consume a job training program or you know uh, industry recognized credential or an educational program that's really the framework that will follow i mentioned at the top of the conversation that when we spoke last and i i looked it up it was like july of 2020 missouri like many other states you know they everybody was hit hard by the pandemic job loss and how how far back have you come how are you guys doing we've restaffed about 94 percent of all the jobs that we lost during the pandemic um, we are at 40-year lows for unemployment. Our U3 is at 2.8%. That equates to about 82,000 Missourians who are currently uh, receiving an unemployment benefit. And that's from a peak of um, nearly 800,000 Missourians in, in the kind of the onslaught of the pandemic. So we've came a long way. You know, we learned a lot through that process. We learned what can work. We learned what doesn't work. I think a, a few key things that have stayed with us is, you know, our virtual job fairs. We still have a lot of in-person job fairs, but now we're able to do virtual job fairs as well. Again, increasing the opportunity for those that can't, you know, always attend a job fair at a certain time. The virtual hiring and by conducting interviews and things like that has really, I think, uh, made it, uh, you know, more efficient for employers to conduct interviews. We have Coursera coursework available. Uh, we, we launched it during the pandemic. We've now, we just renewed our contract for year three. Any Missourian who's over the age of 18 uh, and eligible to work in the United States uh, has access to a 12-month license for Coursera. All they have to do is enroll in the program. That's really great we're finding for incumbent workers, for individuals that are working but want to skill up. For instance, in Missouri, 94% of all of our job postings, of which there's about 218,000, you know, Microsoft Excel is in the job description, right? So if you haven't taken an Excel class in a while or you want to beef up, guess what? Coursera can help you do that. Maybe you'll need to learn how to manage a remote team. Guess what? Coursera can help you do that. So what we've tried to do is democratize access to skill development by a number of ways, whether it's through our CompTIA certifications, there's a partnership with our community colleges, our apprenticeship expansion, certainly launch Missouri's workforce is a big part of that. We see it as a way to continue to increase the different options available for Missouri citizens who want to skill up and, and grow in their careers. You know, you're talking about people who can maybe skill up. We talk a lot about older workers at Working Nation. And I saw a stat today that 90% of the programs that are out there to upskill people, to help them get the skills they need today, are not really geared toward older workers. 
also, I just recently did a podcast with someone who was saying how important some of the career guidance and counseling can be to help get an older, unemployed older worker back into the workforce. I was curious on your thoughts on that, if there was anything that you're doing special in Missouri. No, you're absolutely right about that. You know, so one, we've we focused with AARP to bring some of their resources in our job centers. And a lot of that is with the career coaching, the career exploration, the career preparation. And then we've designed a number of workshops, uh, one that's called Missouri Job Ready Day One that we're launching. And that is intended to help individuals who have been out of work a period of time or who are looking to make a transition, really a, a pretty significant transition from maybe one sector to another. In Missouri, you know, as we look at our population, like everyone else, we continue to have an aging workforce. And in the last census, 58% of our population growth was over the age of 65. And so we know that those individuals, those still are choosing to work, in many cases uh, need to work, unfortunately, especially with inflation. And so we need to continue to provide services for those individuals. So we're working with our community partners to think about how we can design custom solutions really for those, uh, really at a community level. Because what we found is there's not really a one size fits all, but there's an opportunity at the community level to engage. It sounds like you're doing some very innovative, very important programs that are really personal. You're a government agency, You feel it, but it feels like you've got a really personal stake in this. And that's something that we don't hear talked about very much. Yeah, you know, I, you know, our approach is putting the citizen first and understanding the needs of the citizen. And we know that we cannot develop and cultivate a resilient economy, a resilient state without supporting our citizens, whether they're in work or out of work. Our focus and our piece of the pie is we certainly collect care a lot about global citizenship, but we know that we care about labor force participation. And we think that one way to access a life of dignity and you know, broad economic prosperity is through educational attainment and through labor force participation. So we look at those two things and say, those are our two big goals, right? How do we help more Missourians access opportunity through skills and education? And how do we help more Missourians access work and stay in work? And that is personal to us, right? That is at the human level of trying to understand that there's no one need that is greater than any other, and that we have to find ways that we can support all that we can. It's never done. It's never easy. But it's frankly why I believe we have public resources for these sorts of things. So Marty, I'm always watching what you put out on LinkedIn. I encourage everybody else to, because I think the way your state is approaching the workforce issue, the skills issue is worth duplicating around the country. So thank you. And thank thank you. you for joining the Work in Progress podcast. Thank you so much. I've been speaking to Dr. Marty Leathers, the director of the Missouri Department of Higher Education and Workforce Development. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, editor in chief of Working Nation. Thank you for listening.